0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. Oh. Yeah! <laughs>
2: Ha <laughs> You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti, and it's Antoinette, and we are around, around the way curls. Girls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Ooh, <laughs> She's Flushed with excitement <laughs> and arousal not arousal i got a nice text oh if hello folks been saying you've been glowing or whatever dog that's What's nice. good that's what's up i have been, you got a new skincare routine that's on. what did. makeup you wearing we get
3: my sleep shine, and mind my business as everybody else will <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you what's
2: your update because i don't really got nothing to say
3: oh my update um ugh, my update is corny it's a political update. <laughs> it's important.
2: This is, we're in a very, everything is political, even your hair.
3: I just, um, been playing with this post-it note. This is an aside and I've been dipping into this candle here by black owned candle company called lit Brooklyn. They have amazing candles. You should get this. Shout out to lit Brooklyn. they are. Get them in the sable, but I'm taking the wax and coating this and I'm realizing that it's very nice. And I could possibly coat my own letters the way Tywin Lannister or maybe pour some wax and have a, you know, close my letters. A seal? With a seal. What would what my would seal, seal be? be like?
2: Yeah, what would your seal be?
3: Cat paw print. Okay. You don't I like it. <laughs> it? I don't think you like it. I
2: can it. dig it. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. Kind of. Damn. What would it be then? I don't know. Wow. I like a cat paw print. Little cat paw print. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know where she Aww. is. Oh, there she is. Um, anyway, anyway, I was talking to someone about this election. And I was growing very frustrated with so many black men that I see online. I don't know them. But I see him online, just supporting Trump, talking a shit about Trump. We got one caller that keeps calling. I don't even know if he is a Trump supporter, but he just likes to argue with me, but really argue with himself. Who? Um, a caller that just keeps oh <laughs> calling in, and um, saying it. Basically, we're cap-, cap caping for the Democrats, both you and I. Um, and I don't think that we're doing that. I think that we've been very clear that we are very frustrated, especially you. Um, with this, the two party system
2: capping for the Democrats? Yeah, that's how I was like. You can't be listening. I must be
3: fucking up. Then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't really? think so. Yeah. I have been. I have been staunch in the fact that I do not feel like the Republican Party, especially the Republican Party headed up by Trump, will handle any of this mess better than the Democratic Party headed by Joseph Robinette Biden. I think Trump's in office. He might've dropped a nuclear fucking bomb on Gassa. I mean, this guy is so crazy. He literally said, did did we cover this? That he said that if people didn't pay their fair share into NATO, he would encourage their um, adversaries to attack them. Like what? (laughs) Do you understand what an alliance is? Like, what are you even saying? So I say all that to say, I have a problem with Joe. Joe, y'all yeah, remember how it was with Joseph Robinette. I was trying to love up on him. I want Joe to go away. I want him to take a beat. I don't think Joe will go away. So I just want the the Why Demo- won't Joe go away? Because his, his ego is so inflated. And he, and it's there's no other. The problem is we are. So, they should have announced this so long ago. They should have announced another person to run. It would have been most likely Gavin Gavin Newsom. There are there wow. and there are other people running, I want to be very clear. There are other people running and we need to do a better job of covering them, but they just have no chance in fucking hell of winning because you don't even know who they are, right? Like there's not that machine behind them and it sucks. You need a machine. Cuz mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. money, you need machine visibility. It's all. what'd you say? Machines gonna kill us all. Child. Yeah, of course. Anyway, that ahead. and that's part of the problem. I'm not advocating for it. I'm very clear that's part of the problem. But anyway, I was just like, yo, the Democrats need to just get their messaging
2: out. Um, Van had My a messaging. funny thing. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm gonna let you cook. I apologize. Go ahead. Van <clears> had <throat> a
3: funny thing on higher learning where he was he was again running down all of the things that Joe has gotten done in his term so far and it was significant and he was talking about the making sure that um what's the drug for diabetes insulin oh, is oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay treatment rather <laughs> the insulin don't say nothing else this whole time all right <laughs> I love I you. But Ozembic does help treat diabetes. Yeah, so you were I right. That's
2: the, that is the it drug for Ozempic <laughs> For right. everybody for right diabetes. now. I but
3: was dead ass. the insulin, he made sure the insulin was affordable. And that's very significant, especially to people in the black and brown community. And he was talking about how they got to get their messaging together. It's so funny. He's an asshole. So he was like. You know, I think about Big Mama from Soul Food. They need to get her on a commercial or they need to get one of the actors to be like, you remember Big Mama? Well, no longer is Big Mama at risk. I'm such as such for the Democrat. I Democratic. hate this idea. <laughs> and I, he was bullshitting, but he was bringing levity to it and yeah. then trying to make it like, you know, further the message of like, I don't know how y'all message this shit out. But, like, I don't want to see Joe. I don't want to hear from Joe. Just let Joe go away for a little bit because every time he talks, it's tricky. Then he posted that horrible image after the Super Bowl. Like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) He didn't do it. It's an intern. It's somebody running his social media. But also... Why are they running your? I wonder if it's still up. Like why?
2: And that I thought was scary. I thought that was like a, a like a like. I a thought it was
3: a parody account, and you're leftist, doing that.
2: Um. Yep. You know, political satire statement like that was terrifying, girl. And he's doing that while he's
3: being called genocide Joe. Like read the room. Like why? Who from your team thought that was okay?
2: They ain't, they ain't hiding, Joe. I say what, you want. what you what the fuck you gonna do, dog.
3: Remember when she said she wasn't gonna say that though? They happened, but anyway. So I've been having a oh he left it up and he said just like I drew for for those of you on Patreon who don't know what we're talking about, basically trying to say that he he drew up the Super Bowl, um, result, whatever. I will say I saw a cute thing on you know Meet Cuties NYC. Yes. Him and Jill Biden just did that. Uh-huh. It was very cute. It was very cute. So that that was good. I think it's social media people are trying to bounce back. Anyway, I'm not making excuses for his crazy self. What I'm saying is I was having this conversation with someone about how torn up I am and how I, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to select that Democratic button because I I'm only voting in opposition to who I think is worse. Lesser of two evils, duh. And they said, you know what you need to think about? You need to think about the cabinet and the administration. You're not just voting for Joe Biden or for Trump or whoever the, maybe there's a third party candidate. You are voting for who they will put in place. You are voting for the secretary of state. You are voting for I don't know, the chief of staff, you're voting for the secretary of transportation, that all of these folks that are in place that have um, serious power and influence for the next four years. And you need to look at it that way. And they said with Trump, you you have somebody who all of the people that would reel him in and tell him when he's doing wrong and when his shit stinks, has already done that. They've already done that and they've left his administration the first time. So now he is surrounded by nothing but yes men. Is that the administration you want in the Oval Office? People who will just do his bidding? Or do you want an administration that is a little more um, diverse that, that might hopefully tell Joey when his shit stinks. And also, you know, they were just honest. Joe might not make it for years. And then Kamala's up. How do you feel about her? Like, these are the questions you have to ask yourself and weigh your options. At the end of the day, it is not a good choice but I don't know if it's a hard choice either, and that's just the conversation they had with me. And they were like, "You, you're gonna hate it. We're all gonna hate it." But when it comes to this funding, we have to get in our representatives' asses and ears about this. And if we funding? don't, the funding for you, um, for Israel, because that's really where I'm torn up the most. Of like geopolitically, Joe. Not, and, and I don't think anybody, no, I don't think any other president would be different. If if Barack was in office right now, I don't think that he's moving away from Israel. He already tried that and Netanyahu circumvented him and went and and got him together and showed just how powerful he is. Like, and I don't think that people realize that. So. We bet- we're we between a rock and a hard place, but we have to consider administration. We have to consider judges who are appointed. We have to consider the fact that Trump tried to get this, you know, he tried to get that, uh, the case against him in New York thrown out and it was a New York Supreme Court justice, Democratic Supreme Court justice to say, ah, 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 ah. nope, you finna stand trial. And if that wasn't, who knows what would happen? Maybe it would have been thrown out. You just don't know. So, you know, these are the people that are making decisions for our babies. These are the people that are making decisions for people who we know who are away right now, maybe locked up in need of some sort of rehabilitation, Our unhoused, the border. Nobody's going to get it all right. It's about who's, at this point, it's about one, figuring out how to fix this system and change it and to figure out how to not put ourselves in a deeper hole in my opinion. That's it. Hopefully that's helpful. But I'll probably be back feeling like this in like 2 weeks. Mm. If I'm being honest, it's it's really it's really hard right now politically. It's really hard. Um and I find myself getting very angry with the the maga country black men. I'm just like, "What like I just can't and I because I don't see it with black women I see black women being dismayed right and being frustrated and being like this system is fucked up but there are just people I mean they they attack me on Twitter they write horrible things like mad people getting blocked and they're black there are black men Mm. it's
2: wild Mm. so we'll see all that to say we'll see Yes we will. Oh, the uncertainty that we are all reckoning with. Should oh, is scary, B. One thing you can have in your control is supporting Around the Way Curls podcast by rating, sharing, and subscribing. We would appreciate that it helps with our visibility and our credibility. We out here trying to play the game as well and it really does help us. So please, if you're a new listener or have been rocking with us for a while and have not done any of those three things and you feel moved to do so, do it now. Hallelujah. Also consider becoming a patron on our Patreon, which is a video subscription where you can see this podcast in video form as well as exclusive content. All you have to do is sign up pick a tier at uh www.patreon.com backslash around the way curls thank you moving on to our voicemails i love that one that one gets me going <laughs> i don't know why
3: <laughs> all right first up
1: hey guys it's me again carletta I have called you guys so many times because I keep messing up because I am incredibly nervous. I have never, ever, ever called in anything like this, and I don't know. I'm just, like, nervous, so excuse me. But first things first, I love what you guys – I love what you ladies are doing. Honestly, like, I listen to you every single week faithfully, um, Mondays and Thursdays. And then I also have recommended you guys on all my socials, and I have sent it to all my friends and all my sisters – It's like a whole little thing, but thanks for you guys. Thank you for doing. Thank you for being you. And Shanti, as I'm listening to you talking about how people are like calling you and texting you, asking you if you're good, I don't know if it's a Sagittarius thing, but I'm the same exact way. Like I am all over the place. It sounds like I'm like I'm lost in thoughts, but in reality, I'm just trying to like, I'm thinking out loud. So people have asked me if I'm manic, if I'm good, if I'm, like, if my mental health is struggling. It's like, no, it's not. I just want to do a lot of things. So speaking of all of that, um, I have a question, and I need your your lady's advice. So I have been wanting to move to New York City for about four to five years. I mean, pretty much my whole adult life, I've I've wanted to move to New York i am te- terrified because of how big the city is and how expensive the city could be and i know you ladies are from there if i'm not mistaken if i'm wrong then i'm sorry i know you ladies are both from new york so for someone who is seeking i'm not going to start this over sorry So for someone who is seeking like the thrill not a thrill person who is seeking venture and who is wanting a fresh start, what advice and what tips can you give someone like me? Just to give you a little background, I am 30 years old, single, no kids. I have moved about three to four times in my whole life, and I in every city that I have moved to, I have, did not visit. I just honestly moved on a whim and wanted to start over, and I have been successful in each city I've been into. So now that I'm at this, the point where I want to follow my dreams and I want to move to a city that i literally am obsessed with i i don't know for some odd reason like i'm extremely hesitant because i do not want to fail and i do not want this to you know blow up in my face um i have been watching videos i've been listening to podcasts i've been like yes i've been doing all the research and every time i do it i still want to move and honestly listening to you guys talk about you know your adventures and like you know your things that you do and like concerts and festivals i am obsessed with it even more i'm actually there are times where i'm actually jealous because i'm like i wish i can do that
3: she got cut off poor baby she called like four times to get it all in but it didn't work but we got the gist we got the gist um we are not from new york that's number one we are from philadelphia and we rep philly hard as you can see on patreon with my Philly. I didn't even realize I had a Philly sat on right now. Um, I, I, Antoinette do live in Brooklyn. I went to school in New York, um, in New York city, went to college here and I never left. Um, afterwards I stayed. As far as moving to New York, 30 years old. I mean, yeah. Why the fuck not? I mean, especially if you have a job, I would, I I personally would not recommend coming to the city without securing a job first. You can, but you will probably have to understand that you will need... Unless you have a whole bunch of money saved up um, with the way that rent works here is that you will probably need some roommates and you have to get good and comfortable with that. Um, But if you can secure a job before you come here, um, you know, maybe not, maybe you can find a one bedroom. I mean, the average one bedroom right now is like $2,200 without utilities. Um, so that's something, uh, cost of living is higher here, but you do get paid more here, um, depending on what field you're in. So it's not the easiest place to live in um, financially, but it, is if you're looking for, you know, different types of cultural events, to be exposed to different things, to meet different people from all over the world, then yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, Yeah. I mean, it ain't cheap, girl. You were like, how expensive it could be. It is. I I just want you to know before you come, it is expensive. Um, I lucked up and got a rent-stabilized apartment um, but my rent is still not cheap. It ain't stabilized yet, just yet. Um, because when you first get your apartment, basically rent stabilization is there's a board that votes on the percentage in which your rent will go up every year, depending on your lease. If you sign a two-year lease, then you're locked in for that, that fixed rate for two years. If you sign a one-year lease, it could go up. Sometimes the rent doesn't go up at all. Um, But most times it goes up a percentage in which, you know, there's like a board that votes on that. And last year it went up the highest percentage that it ever has. Um, And so everything is just going up and up and up here, but that's everywhere. So yeah, I don't know. I love, I have a love and hate relationship with this beautiful city that I've chosen to reside in um it requires hard work it requires it requires you to remind yourself of why you fell in love with the city in the first place and if you don't take advantage of the city you could easily just be working all day and night and then not even enjoying the fruits of your labor but shanti you you come up here and you love it so do you have any advice
2: um I don't know what you didn't mention where did she mention where she no, is right now? No. She did. Well, yeah, if you're in the tri-state area then I think you should definitely um dip your toe in. Mm. And if you have friends here come and visit. Um I think New York is a culture shock for people who aren't from New York myself included like I keep on telling myself I want to come and stay in New York for two weeks to really calm down and enjoy and explore. So I would recommend that you come to the city, get yourself an Airbnb in the summertime, rent that bit, that shit out right now. Get in the summertime, hopefully let that coincide with some festivals or some things that you're interested in oh, it doing. Oh, you
3: come in the summer.
2: And allow yourself two weeks to settle in and get a sense of the pace and to be able to explore it. Um I yes, I am a Sagittarius, but I also wouldn't recommend you just at th- thirty. At thir- I mean, you ain't got no kids though. Like when anybody says well, we don't know.
0: Yeah, she says oh, she okay. don't have
2: any kids. So you, you do have some risk that you can I, I would say really do a good risk assessment. Think about what happens. Uh do a good budget, figure out what your finances are. If something were to fail, who do you have to lean back on? Your mom, your dad, your cousin, who are the people that can catch you when you fall? Um, Savings is always very wise. And again, you're just coming here having like at least six months, three to six months financially where you're mapped out and secure. So you are not written with panic, regret or whatever things that will blind you um, from the possibilities once you get here. But again, I think you should come in the summertime when it's lit and fall in love. And while you're here, map it out, make connections. Um I enjoy New York. I want to do that two-week thing my damn self because it 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 can be overwhelming if you just come for 2 days yeah. and it's not enough. Um so And if Good and luck. Let us know.
3: Yeah. If you but there are definitely people who don't come here with that savings who are good with like if they manage yeah, that they just figured out that they manage that their the anxiety or whatever well. Like we know people who literally came here. I mean, our photographer for the last shoot said that he came here and his his apartment was it fell through. It was a scam. And, and he, he was s- homeless. Was, he was unhoused and slept on,
2: on a subway. The subway. I don't want that for baby. Girl. I don't want
3: that for you either, but there are so many people who will say that they, that they did that and come here and now he's like thriving. He just texted. Did he text you that he's going to have a mm-hmm. a show here now? Mm-hmm. He was invited to do a exhibit. So we have to go and support that and we'll make sure we um tell folks when that is. But yeah, so it's it's not easy, but it is glorious is? when you figure it out. Right.
2: And yeah, not like it. Ain't nothing like it in the world. You're young. Again, you don't have those heavy responsibilities. God willing, you have a, a net to catch you. So I say, leap, girl,
3: leap. All right. Thank you for your call. All right. Next up.
4: Hey y'all. My name is Ozra. I'm from Maryland. I'm calling in about the story where a mom was charged because her son, um, murdered his classmates. The reason why I'm calling is because I had a similar reaction um, to Shanti at first, but then I was thinking, well, to both of you, actually, I was thinking about the ramifications on the black community and how black mothers or black parents can be, black caregivers, grandparents could be charged for um, violence that is caused by their children and how far the law could go. But in a perfect world. These white mamas got to take responsibility for their kids and their behavior. And I think that the without having consideration for the ramifications of the precedent that's set, at what point do white parents get held accountable for the violence that they um, teach their kids how to pr- pr- proliferate? Um, so that was the first thing. My first reaction was like, okay, about time white parents are held accountable for the for their parenting because they're often not. Um, and so that was my reaction. I want to know what would be the best way for white parents in particular whose kids are around the world causing so much violence, at what point do parents um, – be held or what at what point should parents be held responsible for the actions of their kids and the culture and the precedents and the um norms that they set for their kids and hope that they don't get their kids when it's very clear that they're demonstrating very dangerous behaviors. So that was my question. Also definitely sharing sharing concerns about how this could be used against us, but and not for nothing. I'm not shop that the first law like this is a white person because they're trying to sneak that shit in i thought about that too but yeah that's all love the show i'm listening to it on my morning routine so take care y'all bye
2: um i think what is the most insidious and dangerous is the bending of the law for class more than race because if you think about, um, I mean, just like I'm thinking of the Murdoch, not Murdoch, fit the oh, fuck. Um, I can't remember the family's name, but there was a whole. I think it's the Murdoch uh, family. Is it Murdoch? I feel like Murdoch is anyway. Um, the Murdoch family. Anyway, just very. Very powerful people in the South that Murda. committed- committed, Mur- murdered, murdered, family committed m- many crimes, murders, um, and got away with it because of the power and the influence and the wealth that they had. I feel like that is, um, that is a probably what's going to be the most inequity, whereas white and black parents in this are um are at risk. But of course, even in that, black parents being even more um even held more accountable than their than their white children because just of the ways that we hold empathy and innocence um with whiteness in comparison to black folks, but I uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh that's all I have to say. I don't know if I said anything.
3: No, you did. I think class is important. I, I it's interesting because I was listening to, two people debate this on YouTube and it, 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 lent itself to some stereotypes that I was a little uncomfortable with, but there was a black woman who was saying, well, where does this law stop? You know, like, and she was saying she was conflicted because she actually agreed with the law with the ruling rather, but she was saying like, well, what if, you know, a black child, you know, doesn't go and shoot up a school, but there is a shooting in the hood or in the street, you know, or there's, I mean, I'm in Brooklyn, you're in Philly. This shit happens all the time. Can you then come for the parent where this child made a decision, you know, like, And it wasn't the right decision. Does that automatically mean that the parent is not doing their job? Go ahead.
0: And again, I think in
3: I'm sorry. In this case, I think it was more clear that the mom ignored the signs, was neglectful, provided the gun. Yeah. You know, and so that is hopefully the precedent. And in denial, yeah. Yeah, And and not taking any accountability, right?
2: Versus some often in. in our community, um, there number one there aren't resources for help, and number two, um, lots of parents, lots of single Black mothers, which again I, is leaning towards stereotypes, and I don't, I don't want to do that, but are stretched so thin that it's like, what, what, they're they're just stretched so thin, and the resources are so few, and you know. 15, 16 year old um, kids, the influence of the parents becomes less and less strong compared to the streets and the culture. And then there's music. So there's like all this like other shit that can be included in the case. Like this just can't be the mom's influence. Like, yeah, you know, anyway.
3: Like yeah, any yeah. wrongdoing of the child can't default to Im- immediately the parent.
2: And but in this case in particular I think it was very clear. Yeah,
3: I think um and it's not the the father is going to stand trial uh next oh, month. I was gonna
2: ask about he's him he's standing trial
3: next month. They just year. so all right. Um next up, last one.
4: Hi, so I tried filming something earlier, it canceled or hung up. I got distracted, so I'm sorry. Uh but I'll keep it shorter this time. Do you recommend a young professional from the south moving to Philly in their 30s <laughs> to kind of start the second phase of their life. Um, or what? as a local, do you feel like it wouldn't be super beneficial for an outsider to kind of spread their wings or or, or create roots in Philly? Thank you so much. Bye.
3: You seem to have an opinion on this, so I'll let go.
2: <laughs> now let me say this. Philly is number one for STDs and single (laughs) people, right? Which is um, just not very appealing. Philly is a very interesting city. Philly is the manifestation of edging in the most sexual way where you're just so close. It's so Mm. almost there. We could do this, but it just never blossoms and the older I get each generation the generations 10 20 years ahead of me 10 my generation folks behind me always talk about the potential of Philly Philly is that nigga that has a lot of potential and if you show up and you do the work maybe you can help it develop so it's, it's frustrating in that way, but also Philly is sm- so small and so um, underdeveloped, not underdeveloped, I'm not going to use that word. Philly is so small that if you're coming and you're coming to shine, you can be a big fish in a little pond and you can have access to resources and people and possibilities. Very easily, more mm. so than I would say other metropolitan, uh, uh, compared to New York, compared to like maybe um, the West Coast. Uh, and it's a pretty city, and but your quality of life, you know, if you're coming here, you're gonna put your head down and you really wanna build this shit and you wanna like mix and mingle, I think you can do it. You can do really, really well. But if you're coming here to just like chill and just try to get a certain quality of life. I I don't know that you're going to get it. I don't know. I don't know where you're from. But if you're from like, uh, yeah, I don't know where you're from. So again, similar to the other girl, come give yourself a two weeks in Philly. Come when it's at its best time. So like make sure, yes, there's a festival, there's restaurants, there's things that you want to do. There's events happening so you can get a, a, a sampling of Philly's finest and then make that decision. But um, there's possibility here. You just got to deal with the fuck shit and the possible chlamydia infection. Oh, my God. <laughs>
3: I, I mean, I think I think you said it very well that Philly is the manifestation of edging. I love that. That is per- because that's how I feel. It's like it's crazy the talent that comes out of Philly, the art scene in Philly, the music scene. It's 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 a creative city, right? But it's also that city that i I always look at it as like we got stuck in the rocky movie of being this underdog that if we mm. if we don't if we reach the climax and it's like who are we if mm. we're elite, then like we don't identity. we lose our identity wow. our identity is is' rooted in struggle and being an underdog and being this blue collar city right, and mm. so you see that and like how people can self-sabotage there or or just only want to know Philly. Like I
2: Yeah. I um true.
3: I I will say too, everywhere you go, class is a thing. If yeah, you I'm come to Philly and you can live in Rittenhouse Square, yeah. girl, come yeah. to Philly. Yeah. Okay, if you can come yep. in and own some property in a nice area and fl- maybe flip some stuff. And yes, you will thrive in Philly. Yeah. You will I have access to shit that the average person doesn't have access to. And maybe you can help dismantle that inequity. I don't know what what you want to do. But I'm sorry, my mother is FaceTiming me. I just, these parents calling during recordings, it's stressing me out. Um, but yeah, like it's a lot. It's it's and, Philly and, is tricky,
2: and there's a the black excellence in Philly tricky as well. Even if you come and you're thriving, it's like, well, where are the other thriving black folks at? They're there, but it's just there. It's it can get clickish. I could talk about Philly for a minute. So, listen, yeah, it gets clickish.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, and, and you know what? I sh- that brings me to a point. Last episode, uh, I guess I should say where I'm at right now. Can for therapy, we we used to talk about our feel, you know, our feelings and level set. I will say we this is a Friday night. We we did record Thursday, in the middle of the second recording last night. I got a very unfortunate phone call from home from my father, and had a, a family member pass away, who was my age and very suddenly, and so. I'm a little bit, I might be a little bit all over the place this episode, um, but that is why maybe even the transition into voicemails feels abrupt or weird. Monty going to do his best with the editing, y'all, but that's what happened. And um, yeah, I'm just asking for some grace, I guess. I I can't stand that word anymore. They took grace from us. And what's the other one? Toxic and trauma. Don't want to hear them. Who's they? The, all the people that use them too much. Oh. It's very annoying for me to hear that now for some reason. I'm rejecting it completely. Oh, but I get it. Yeah, I'm sick of it. But anyway, that's where I'm at. And if my mom calls again, I'm finna answer because you just never know these days. So, mm. um, I'm a texter, actually. But that's it. Let's take a break. Good to take a break? Also, don't move to Philly. But sorry, 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 sorry. Um. <laughs> Maybe move to New York if you want to move to Philly. Move to New York. I mean, Mm-mm, no, that's, that's not, you know. <laughs> not the same. <laughs> no. Move to outside of Philly where Philly is still move accessible. To the DMV area. I want to. I would love to hear because you have the DMV in Atlanta on such a pedestal, and maybe maybe they deserve to be on that pedestal. But I want to hear from Georgia. people who live there.
2: Georgia, not Atlanta, respectively. Atlanta is also like. You know, high expectations, you're bound to be disappointed. And it's mm-hmm. very expensive, and not every, you can't just move to fucking Atlanta. You can't. You Gen- used to be able to. Gentrification is real. White people,
3: not just white people, black people are gentrifying shit up too. Black people with, with money. We ain't talking, it's true, but I know we're not that's talking about them. That's reparations, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's take a break.
2: <laughs> you gonna sing? After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
2: And we are back. So earlier, sometime last week, this week, every week, um, I had one of those moments, and they don't normally sees me Mm -hmm. the way that this day, this particular day and moment did. I was possessed by it. Oh, I was simply, and and it's a buildup, but I was sitting there and I was possessed by fear, panic, Mm. and overwhelm in a way that doesn't often happen. And that it even carried me into me trying to sleep. I knew I was really like upset because I felt it during the day and I kind of brushed it off. And then when I tried to lie down, boom, it hit me. What are you going to do in 30 years? Jolie is getting older. You have two older parents that one of which has no retirement plan you don't have a retirement plan why are you trying to do this creative stuff you need to just get it stop it and get this plan together you can't actually do that because you're damn near 40 and it's too late to start getting it together your kids about to be 18 i i was just mm. seized and paralyzed by overwhelm, worry, and um, Judgment. confusion in a lot of ways. Yeah. What? Judgment a little bit. <laughs> Judgment. Absolutely. Perfect word. And I tried to wrestle with these things. And I tried to fight back the tears and the physical mm. um, manifestations of these things. And I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. And I woke up the very next day, still carrying this stuff, irritated. Mm. <laughs> the cloud was over my head. And uh, there was a part of my consciousness that was like, oh, you know, you, the, you can't think about that stuff right now. You know, it, it, a part of me tried to compartmentalize it, but the cloud and the irritation and the subtle um, dissatisfaction that haunted me throughout the day that any type of irritant or um, misstep or unexpected phone call, meeting, responsibility just was like nails on a chalkboard to me. I was having a very bad day and I could not stop it. And in some ways i was i was uh, overwhelmed and and you know kind of like rolling in it, just like when you're having a bad day, you're just like, "Oh, everything is making me feel mm-hmm. like shit, mm-hmm. so I was like co- completely active and yeah. engaged in it
3: and and like <laughs> yeah, engaged in the piling on. Like, yeah. Here we go. It was like again. in it. This, here we go. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. yeah you described every day go. last year <laughs> and the year before that. And the year before that. <laughs> You're describing me.
2: <laughs> I went on Instagram. Mm. I cried. Mm. I went on Instagram. I felt really helpless and really really angry. Just really, just hopeless is the word. I don't know what I it was a bad day. I I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. It was just a fucking bad day. I went on Instagram. Ah, you, I talked to you on the phone too. I was
3: getting on your nerves.
2: No, you picked up on it. And I wasn't fully aware. You know, I was so in my bad day. Like I I was so in it and engaged in it. And I was so embodying it that it was. And because there is something that I, maybe I am used to, I couldn't even, um, I couldn't even separate myself from it. And you were like, oh, you okay. You feel a little bit tight. And I was like, really, what was I yeah, calling before?
3: I, I was calling to just talk or I was calling about No, well, we
2: were having, we had to go through some difficult stuff. We were trying to manage the ordering of things. Uh, so I was already like having a fucked up thing. And then I had to do this very time sensitive. Um,
3: the merch order.
2: Merch order. And, you know, I thought I had, was keeping it together, but you were like, you okay, you tight. And I was like, everything's fine. I don't, no, I'm just tired. And I, and I was. Everything's fine. No, I'm just tired. Go on Instagram. I see a meme mm. and it goes, What's my 10 year plan? Have a good day. What's my five year plan? Have a good day. What are my weekend plans? Have a good day. All I can do is be in the present and try to have a good day. Mm. And that snapped me out. It made me have, you know, it brought awareness to the fact that I was having a good, a bad day. One, your question about like, are you okay? You felt twi- tight in the way that you kind of um gave a descriptor made me kind of snap out of it and be like, oh yeah, I am having a bad day. And reading that um meme kind of gave me it just it just allowed me to have some awareness and to and to realize that like um, one there's a possibility for control for your good day and two um, our future is often a result of what we're doing in the present. Kids, this is what I know outside. It's just... <laughs>
3: It's a nice sound, though. It's a dog out there with them. These are the Philly soundscapes. In case you <laughs> want to move to Philly, you are hearing them right now. Having a, they are having a good day out there.
2: They're having a good day, and I and I kind of stepped out. I had a moment of a, a self awareness, hmm. and you know, I started to even spiral into a sh- bit of a shame, shame. Cause I was like, here I am upset about having to manage all of these projects and things with my best friend and my kids fine. I just started shaming myself because like at the same time, about how I was feeling, because at the same time, you know, this is also when Rafa is being mm-hmm. um, bombed. And I don't have a right to
3: feel like I'm having There's
2: children day. that limp ashen bodies on my screen that i'm like fuck so i (laughs) i kind of spiral into another type of shame and 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 um judgment and then i was like all right shanti like what what you have to have some type there has to be a way out of this what how do i have a good day how do i regain my day and empower myself and so i turned to um this book here, it's Real Love. Hmm. Real Love. We've talked about it before on it's the podcast. I was really just
3: talking to my aunt about that book because she's reading Real Happiness. She wrote another one.
2: Really? huh Real Love, The Art of Mindful Oh, my God. My
3: card stopped working. Keep going. We're just going to have to use the audio. So I'd like to apologize to everybody who's listening to this. My stupid thing started being dumb. So we're using computer audio now. Go
2: ahead. I turned to Sharon Salzberg, and Sharon Salzberg is a Buddhist, and she's a mindful. um, uh, uh, What would you call that? She's in. She's into mindfulness and a practitioner of mindfulness and Buddhism. And her book, "The Real Love: The Art of Mindful Connection," is one that I turned to, and um, I started. I started. Trying to bring language to what I was feeling, and one of the feeling, the, the the broad stroke was like heartache or heartbreak in a way, and so I started researching on Instagram, Sharon Salzberg, how to get over heartbreak, and mm, sorry, these children are out there just being in the moment, Mm-mm-mm. and it's making me upset. <laughs> 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 me too.
3: Oh no well. You know, open
2: your window and be like, yo, shut the fuck up. But have a good day. I'm trying to talk about mindfulness and happiness and be a present. Um <laughs> So then I stumble upon these directives that she offers for heartbreak, which then really helped me in my um in my quest on how do we have a good day? But before I get into all of that, I wanted to talk to you about what is a bad day for you? How often do you have bad days? This is for all of us to interrogate. Is there a through line? Is there commonality? Is there a common denominator for your bad days? And, and what is the, um, in, what, and is there an internal dialogue that narrates your bad days? And if you could, if you could help us understand that, because I think once we kind of um, bring awareness to the quality of a bad day, Once we understand the quality of a bad day, I think this, um, what we're offered by Sharon and and the the meat and potatoes of this episode will help us to redirect it. Well, something
3: like this, the fact that my card is not working and it's saying it's full and I just deleted everything off of it, would normally send me send me into a spiraling bad day. Mm. And my bad days are always rooted in fear. Someone's going to hear this. The sound is not going to be good. We're going to miss an opportunity because the sound is not good. We're unprofessional. We're not Mm. real podcasters because real podcasters would never have this issue. Um, We're not going to be taken seriously. Mm. This is a poor reflection of, how I show up to work. Um, And yeah, and a a bad day for me is rooted in fear and Mm self-rejection and judgment. Mm -hmm. And what you said, when you started to describe how you felt in that bed, literally, I know I play around. I'm like, Oh, that's me every day. That is literally how I have, how I was feeling Okay, this is just not working, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. How I was feeling, the majority of 2021 or 2020, definitely 2019, 2018, 2021, 2022, and
2: 2023. Years of years, years of, of bad days. Years, years of, of bad days.
3: Years of days ending like that. Mm. Getting into the bed and feeling so much anxiety about the future. Mm -hmm. Bad days are not in the present at all (laughs) for me. And I do that Philly thing where I'm like, if it's going to be a bad day, I'm going to point out every way in which it's a bad motherfucking day because I'm going to feel this, right? Mm -hmm. And sadly, it takes for me sometimes to see what a real bad day is for me to recognize this is not a bad day and mm-hmm. to put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. I'll get vulnerable. The The call that I got was that my stepsister suddenly died. Gone. Just gone. Mm-hmm. That puts so much perspective into this stupid cart not working. This mm-hmm. is not a bad day. Mm-hmm. This is not a bad day. My problem is I don't want those types of things to happen and be the requirement for me to appreciate the mm. days that I have.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, that, I, I,
2: I hope I answered
3: your question. Did I answer no, your very
2: question? Well, very okay. good, very good, right. very good. Uh, and, and, and I, I, I think I gave my, similarly, yeah. um, um, I, I don't know that my, Maybe it's, maybe the bad days are rooted in fear, but it's often um, a feeling similar, a feeling of a lack of control. I think we all know my my um, my Achilles heel with the round the way curls, a lack of competency, a lack of how, when are you going to get it? right and then if things are not going right then you know again self-judgment and um and looking for creating as well as looking for confirmations of this um internal dialogue that that drags me is that so
3: wait i I just want to be clear lack of competency is that your
2: self-assessment That's my, that's my, you know, something happens that, that, yes, that, that that leads into my bad day. You, you haven't planned for this. You have this idea of, um, you're delusional, Mm -hmm. you're irresponsible, you're, and that was me at my most, uh, when I was saying I was overwrought with like, when Fear and overwhelm it. and panic. Those were the thought thoughts that aligned with my Achilles heel, my 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 wound um around my my self-esteem or what or whatnot or whatever. And so <clears throat> Sharon Sharon um had these really simple offerings and it fucks me up that the Buddhist offerings are so simple right? It's not about, you don't got to chant a certain round of things a day. You don't got to take this kind of initiation or ritual. I mean, some Buddhist practices do, but the basics of it is you always come back to mindfulness. You always just come back to your body. You come back to your breath. And so what she offers when you realize, when you have that moment because you have to have a slither of awareness of like, oh shit, I am in a bad day. Mm -hmm. She offers you to take apart the feelings. So this is what she says. Take apart the feelings. As we take them apart, even though everything we find might sound negative, the difficulties we're facing then become an alive system. It's not like one solid, congealed, unchanging mass. We begin to see it as a moment of this and a moment of that and a moment of something else that shifts, that shift things right there. When we notice the changing nature of whatever we're feeling, there's a kind of liberation that comes with it. The experience is not forever. It's not, even within itself, it's moving. Every time we feel frightened, we feel broken, we feel depressed, uh, I encourage the experiment of switching from calling these states as bad or wrong or terrible to recognizing them as painful because that's what they actually are. Mm. They're very painful states. And that, um, that, hel- uh, that helps me to not identify with the, 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 the loop of failure that plays in my head, just that offering. Mm. And she goes on to talk about how, um, the ways that you can start taking apart the feelings is start noticing where it shows up in your body. And I, um, I think there's something really important and something that I'm not in practice of is understanding how the temporality of thoughts and emotions, even though they become patterns, right? And then the patterns become habit and then the habit becomes like a quality of life. I think if we go in the reverse, we can kind of start untangling that and then reversing that in Mm -hmm. a way. Um, But, what what do you think about that at all? Does that feel liberating to you? Does that feel like a a, a new thought to or take possibility apart the to
0: feelings?
2: you? Yeah, like when you were in your because I I can feel similarly when you were like, "Girl, are you okay?" Like I can call you and I could just hear this the sound of your voice, and I'd be like, "Oh, well, she's you know she's overwhelmed." She's I've I've it. come to understand that as you being overwhelmed more than you being irritated. Mm. Um, or the yeah. the root of the irritation is overwhelm. Yeah. But if you had to sit with your if you had to break apart the feeling of overwhelm, what 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 would it be? What would be the fragments of it? Physically and emotionally? It do you feel alone? Do you feel Responsible. I'm putting words in your mouth. I'm a no. Shut up, but. That's
3: helping me. Um, I don't know that I've taken that apart. Um, when I feel overwhelmed, I feel taken advantage of. Mm. Because usually my overwhelm comes from being doing more than one person's job. Um. You eating the mic?
2: I apologize. I the mic.
3: you got to help me, and I got to help you because Monty also was one us about that. Um, yeah, I mean, feeling taken advantage of, um, feeling. And, and, alone. I'm sorry. Could,
2: could you go deeper than that? So it feels like a loneliness.
3: Well, the taking advantage of feels like a slap in the face. It feels like a disregard and. Um, it feels like, uh, it feels like I am not valued Mm. because really, if I was valued, somebody would help or someone would recognize you're doing the work of more than one person, or this is not realistic, or this ask is too much. Um, but because you need a to get it either get it done or either um or you need a check, you're gonna do it, and it's like hated it um and and I think that's why when I feel overwhelmed within this business, I take it so personally, and I know that that's not how you feel, but i and I have to tell myself that you know like it's not a slight to you, it's not personal, little girl, um I also feel alone in the sense of like I don't know that anyone understands the amount of pressure and constant just the way I can't turn my mind off because I'm constantly having to think 10 steps ahead on each project on around the way curls on my life on this on that and and just the mental load that 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 toll that takes on somebody. And so then I get into this thing of like, nobody gets me. And then I can just be like short, you know, and tight because it's just like, I'm, I'm reiterating those narratives in my head, you know?
2: Yeah. I, I, I can't even, um, I, I would even invite you to go even deeper to the, to the,
3: Help me, girl. Oh, Tell me what you observe, me. please. The lack
2: of the, the original wound of like needing a specific attention and, mm. and care when you were the most vulnerable, when you didn't have all these responsibilities, right? It was just like you you were the responsibility of somebody else in a particular way. You know what I mean? I mean? Like
3: that would go back to the sexual right. Abuse That's what I'm alluding to. Yeah, it's like when
2: you needed a particular kind of. Um, um,
3: well, if I can talk about that, that please. was also me. So there might be new listeners. As a child, I was sexually abused and raped by various people, various caretakers, and children of caretakers, whatever, and. One in particular, the man threatened my family and told me that I had to keep this secret. Otherwise, he would kill my father. And I I took that on, right? As I'm taking that on, I am not going to say anything. And I am, therefore, keeping my father alive, protecting my family, and holding my family together. And... No one knew that. So there was always this thing. Thank you for pointing this out. There was always this thing of like, I'm self sacrificing for the betterment of the family. And so that can translate into I am self sacrificing for the betterment of around the way curls, for the betterment of our friend group, for the betterment of work. I am overcompensating, over delivering. I'm taking all of this on and to. And no one's acknowledging it. No one's seeing it. And I just have to do it. That's a great correlation because I never thought of that.
2: (laughs) Which is just, which is just, um, like if you think about a wound, it's just, it's just pulsating, it's just oozing. You know what I mean? It's not like putting, it's not, um, it's not looking to heal it in a particular way. It's just like when those triggers come up, the wound is like yeah, just bleeding a little it. bit yeah. more, you know? And um, when she says that these are temporary, it, it, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard because it's like, oh shit, Shanti didn't put this post at 9 a.m. when she said that she was going to do it and somehow that's connected to that like inflames your deepest wound and like in reality it's like oh those things aren't necessarily you know connected but it's like this in this this temporary like yeah sp- sc- scratching this thing this this wound that we have and I think the, the most frustrating part or what I'm trying to get out of um, what I'm trying to bring us to is this, what she invites us to do is become responsible when these things flare up in us rather than letting that wound fl- fester or rather than that's not the word rather than moving unconsciously or, or with a lack of awareness of being like whoa that hurts this is hitting something that like is very painful in this moment that i that is asking me to be responsible and to manage versus the unconscious thing of like oh this thing hurt me and this person did it and you know this person is the 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 world is doing this thing this person did this thing i'm hurt i'm just going to react i'm going to um i'm going to i i i'm i'm not going to take on a certain responsibility or, or or even if responsibility is a hard word that's like level six an awareness of what is actually happening. Does that make sense or, or was I just saying a bunch of words? No,
3: it makes sense. I I don't know. The triggers though, For I, I'm like, yes, things are going to trigger you. But I also think, yes, and you need to take responsibility for that. We need to take responsibility for that ourselves. I also think as you grow in a relationship, people know your triggers. You have to share your triggers and people while the same way you take accountability people honor those triggers a little bit and and know what you and, and understand that that's part of like the love language right mm-hmm. it's like you can't mm-hmm. just be walking on eggshells with people right like you mm-hmm. have to control yourself but mm-hmm. i do think that in a partnership in partnerships and relationship with folks that's part of it too but we're Which talking is- about the self right
2: now no which then it becomes the invitation to like a deep love right yeah because then you're like i know we kept talking about this thing it's like this thing of all right shanti i'm wrestling with this thing but i also know that you're wrestling with this you can't get it right you can't show up you right. can't that's what we navigate thing. It's
3: like, i need you to show up and do what you say you're gonna do and but then it's like for me for me saying that to you it's like i don't want to Reiterate to her this this untruth. Right. That but she it's not your
2: responsibility. But then it becomes it's right. not. But your- how you
3: say it, right? How you how I say it, how I deliver it to you, maybe how often that that is a thing, and you're shaking your head no. But I disagree with you. There is that. You you if you love somebody and you know what their triggers are, you're cognizant of how. To still deliver your message without right. triggering them.
2: Right, without triggering them. The best you can. Or yeah. or you, the best that you can invite them. I guess the best that you can invite them to be responsible. Mm-hmm. The best that you can invite them to show up for themselves, which will inevitably help them show up from their selves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're showing up and you're like, Shanti said this thing. She didn't do it. I'm interpreting, I am being tempted to interpret it as (laughs) disregard and neglect, which then my unconscious reaction would be to be irritable or whatever, whatever the thing is.
3: Yeah, feel slighted.
2: Right. Whatever the thing is, um, I lost my train of thought in that. God damn it. Damn, that was <laughs> good though, girl.
0: <laughs> and
3: this all of this helps us have a better day.
2: Well, it because, because inevitably mm-hmm. to have a good day is your responsibility. responsibility. It's it. your invitation to love. Having a good day is an invitation to loving yourself because every single trigger that comes up is tapping on a wound and is an invitation for you to show up, to be aware of yourself and to show up for yourself rather than, and to take the time to really listen and interrogate what's coming up for yourself versus this blanket. These motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. I'm working hard. I'm tired. I'm alone. I'm never going to get anything right. I'm I'm just wasting all my potential. I'm spinning my wheels. What's the po- like all of that shit is from what Sharon is saying so very sweetly is is immature and play-play. Like if you really want to step into big time love, mm. then you have to like be like hold up, wait a minute. I it is a responsibility. And I'm I'm going to read this quote that she says that um really nailed it for me. And it, it it especially helped me when I was like, again, go, you know, uh, what who am I to not have a good day about shit when people are dying in Gaza and all this stuff? And she was like, mm, listen here. If love is an ability, a nascent power curled within me, isn't it then also responsibility? My own responsibility? This is something I wrestle with often. The kindness or cruelty with which I treat myself once I've made a mistake. The way I take shame to heart or hold it in perspective. My ease of laughter and caring and encouraging myself or consoling myself when my heart is broken. Is that all up to me? How about when I meet a stranger or owe a debt of gratitude Run into an old friend who is a friend no longer, see my heart open under the admiring gaze of another, or feel myself disip- or feel myself disappearing as I strive to endlessly please them. Is my response really in my hands? What about when life deals me a bad blow when I'm reeling from unfairness or cruelty, when my body betrays all I care about or my mid- or my neighbor betrays all I care about? or my country betrays all I care about. Love is a strength, not a weakness. Might be my favorite saying, but what about those times when I'm tempted to, in effect, cross my fingers behind my back before uttering it? Is the love that ensues or doesn't, love for myself, for another, or for life itself, also up to me? I think it is up to me. It is up to each one of us. And I think that working toward fulfilling that promise is the most amazing thing we can do with our lives. Hmm. Sharon. And it made me sit with, we've talked about capitalism. It made me go back to this idea of time and how white supremacy, capitalism, all the isms, classism, rob us of time in a particular way and i feel like if we commit ourselves to this kind of deep self self love first this deep kind of responsibility of making the quality of our days because we know that it affects the quality of our lives which we know then affects the quality of the ones we love's lives if we make that Number one, then this this commitment and this kind of ruthlessness for our self actualization and our and our, really our self care completely disrupts capitalism and all the ways that. Our time and our attention to ourselves and our attention to other people and deadlines and goals and projections can rip that from us. Hmm. Did I say a bunch of words? You did,
3: but they made sense I right like if it's you're like talking, you, you, you're if it's like right I have
2: to stop this podcast because I have to talk to my people right now, or I'm feeling deep sorrow because i'm yeah, I'm, I'm I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling a a type of way I have to tend to myself so that I can tend to another person. I feel like that's as much as we can possibly do it. Um it has to be done. And and then it makes me think about like anyway, I'm I'm going off. Go but ahead. it makes me no. think about like Watching love on the spectrum or all of these different types of neural differences where people do not behave, they cannot behave. They will not follow this pattern of politeness and protocol. It's just like, I'm going to say what I say. I'm going to feel what I do. I could tolerate only what I can tolerate is like, I don't know. It feels like a hack in a way. It feels like a, 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 a beautiful glimpse of like, authenticity that's missing in some ways that that we just you know um are not used to but I don't know I I felt that and it really helps me to think about the how to have a good day and how important it is to my life and the people that I love and You know, what, what would have happened if I told you when you said, are you feeling tight? If I had said yes, and I don't know why, and I'm like having a terrible day and like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just, it's just an invite to like real care in a way that I just like. Real love. Real love. The name of the book. <laughs> but I had to do that for my. I had to realize I was having a bad day and my body was tight. And I was like, who the fuck is she talking to? Oh. My body's tight. It is tight. I didn't realize till you said that. And I was like, I was like, it was like you ripped my clothes off in a way. I was like, oh my God, I am tight.
3: You... Oh. <laughs>
2: seriously dog
3: (laughs) (laughs) you are really trying to be gay with me this is a new thing
2: but it it was and then (laughs) and it made me realize like how yeah how I just couldn't even see myself what to speak of you seeing me I was just like no I'm having a bad day because this 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 and internet's calling me and asking me about these things and I was like girl no you just you're inflamed, you're flaring up and you refuse to like tend to what this wound is offering you. Hated it.
3: <laughs> it's so annoying. These mirrors we are to each other. Gross. And look at and your face. My-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like the responsibility is ours. Mm-hmm. Always,
3: always. Always.
2: All ways. <laughs> like, come on, Alex L. And the good branding. That was good for that her. That was so good.
3: <laughs> always, always. It's so good. Seriously. She for said, real? all period ways. At the end of that, always. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I, I remember seeing that. Like, oh my God. I she about she to take over. Up. I'm about to buy her journal just because she wrote <laughs> that. <laughs> I said, damn, that's deep. It really is though. It's <laughs> simple, but it's deep. Annoying, yo! I can't wait to do a uh, mindless. Uh, we got anything mindless going on? All this mindfulness. No, the time, time is call calling.
2: The time is calling us. <laughs> the guys are like, y'all better tighten up because this shit is serious. Like, what the fuck y'all want to talk about? Jay Z and Beyonce? Yes. They said the Beyonce
3: might have a country song with Taylor Swift on it on this album.
2: And then that's how you know she is. No, is she brilliant or is she completely
3: corrupt? Why would that be corrupt? She said, "All y'all shut up. We we good over here. Me and my white queen are good and we finna take over. And if y'all still don't let me get in these country radio stations and on these charts with Taylor on it. Mm. Mm. Imagine the Beehive and the Swifties supporting Beyonce and being like, nah, y'all being racist. Anyway, we,
2: we, we digress. We digress. All right, y'all. It's net. Thank you so much for um, recording this podcast with me. I'd like to
3: apologize to everybody about the, uh, my audio. I don't know what's going on. Can you send me a picture of our credit card so I can buy new SD cards? Thank you, Sugar Mama. That I I take your clothes off if you give me the <laughs> you give me the credit card. Yeah. Tell
2: me to take my pants off, somebody.
3: <laughs> baby Fat, we got a lot of feedback. Mm. My mouth they is was... so juicy. Did you hear that? We got a lot of feedback on it. Really? Fat. What do they say? They were they, they were agree. they were horrified by Baby Fat. Looking back at it, they were like the the target audience of Baby Fat. Disgusting. Like they were they were going in.
2: But they also all had baby fat puffers, didn't they?
3: I wasn't allowed. I told you I wasn't allowed to somebody also just wrote, do it, dot dot dot. It's queer, and that's fine, Wink Face. I can't deal. This little platonic queer queer flirtation between the two of you needs to be a segment of its own. <laughs> Y'all are so precious. Okay, bye. That is so funny. I love it. We're queer. We gotta, you're right. We gotta. Get we a gotta grant. put
2: that stamp. We gotta get a grant for this queer, <laughs> black queer women. What? Give us a grant. Single mother. A single baby. <laughs> business owners. You
3: raise Joe. That's what we gonna say. He's a single mother, and I stepped up.
2: And <laughs> my <Am> I... <laughs> community. Community. It yep. might be polyamorous too. Like what? Well, it is, <laughs> honey. We out here.
3: Other people listen. Spectrum. Also, did you uh, speak neural the poly- ADHD? Neural <laughs> Dylex- dyslexic I just said dyslexic. <laughs> dyslexic. Girl, we got a whole bunch of nonsense over here.
2: Intersections. Call this fucking woven. How we <laughs> intersected over here. This is tight knit Egyptian fucking <laughs> thousand count niggas. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did you just see who followed us? Almost yes. passed out. Tuh.
2: And that's why. Why did we she have follow to... us? Because do you think? Antoinette, <laughs> We stop. I gotta go. Have to <laughs> you get orders. tap into our core and we have to have her on the podcast. But we oh have to believe in ourselves. And you can't be thinking we raggedy, and I can't be thinking I'm raggedy. <laughs> I can't even bring myself to ask
3: Cole Arthur Riley on this podcast. Yeah, but that is I a talk.
2: symptom of something deeper that I we have know. to like. No, we gotta to ask Cole.
3: Y'all, the person we talked Adrian Marie Brown followed us on Instagrams. Cause our memes are late, I think it's because right? of, of our memes. <laughs> I don't think she knows shit about us. we be like, you're you still
2: That's eating That's a on sign the of intelligence.
3: You just said that you weren't hungry. Your stomach hurt. What are you eating?
2: A lime. Oral, it ain't a chicken wig, nigga. What's it it's a called? Line. A oral, lie? Um, oral fixation.
3: fixation. Fixation. Your girl oh,
2: over here, sexually.
3: And she just belched. All right, it's time to go. Everything's unraveling.
2: <laughs> sexually. <laughs> let's have a good day. Everybody have a good day. It is your responsibility. Okay? Is this an
3: affirmation? Monty, cue to music. I don't have Come anywhere. on. You was about to do Y'all it.
2: Y'all niggas better bundle up. <laughs> Sorry. But no, we have to take responsibility for our days. Okay? It is a collective responsibility. So I don't I, I don't have anything catchy to say beside that, but to be really hold yourself close we have to like examine ourselves and hold ourselves like newborn babies Mm. why is my baby colicky why is it crying why is it cranky what does it need and we have to like not let anything or anyone break that attention that care and that um that desire for the little, because we just little fucking babies out here, for real, for real. We the babies and the moms. At the same time, dog, we all single moms on the low. <laughs> we all single moms out here, it's hard. <laughs>
3: That's not funny. That's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy, though.
2: She said we the Our moms. Our single moms, we ain't never had kids no more. And the kids are us. <laughs> the kids <laughs> are <laughs> us.
3: We all single moms. And the daddies are single
2: daddies. And the daddies are single daddies. And the
3: days and thems are single humans. Dang.
2: Single, single humans. <laughs> it's tough. It's not tough. It's a beautiful opportunity for care. Ooh. So... You have to show up for that. We can't be abandoning our babies out here.
3: No, I've
2: abandoned my boy. I've abandoned my boy. (laughs) I've abandoned my child.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, but that ass. This was a really good episode. Why are you eating that lime like this? I'm
2: sorry. Okay, I'm sorry.
3: But why? Like I've never seen somebody fuck up a lime like that. It's
2: delicious. I'm gonna mess up your
3: teeth, your enamel. And you got the whitest teeth I know. It's I don't. So yes, you do. You, you have very the white time. teeth. Uh-uh. It's all a lie. Cause these Jones are yellow. See the?
2: It's the bottoms. Oh, don't show nobody now. Back up. You see it? You Uh-oh. saw it? Back
3: I can't. Up. Don't do it again. I won't. Uh-uh. It's embarrassing. I won't talk
2: about it. All right, y'all. Peace to the
1: gods.
3: Old and the new.
1: You have just heard "In Around the Way Curls," John. Follow them on Twitter. At ATW Curls. And Instagram at A Roundaway Curls. We out early!
2: (laughs) Very good.